Welcome to the Swim Swim Breakdown. As always, I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, coming to you from Columbia, Missouri, at my mom's house. <laughs> care of I'm dog sitting for her this week. We are joined, as always, by Swim Swim Editor-in-Chief Braden Keith from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Senior International Reporter Loretta Race from Kentucky. How's it I guess going, it's guys? true what, what our haters always say. We do all live in our mother's basements. <laughs> Except Loretta, who lives in her boutique. My boutique, <laughs> yes. <laughs> 75. All right, we got a shortened news podcast for you today, so let's get right into it. Top of the list, Jake Mitchell, Michigan All-American, 2020 Olympian, transfers to Florida from Michigan. Uh, what do we think about this move? I think it was the smart move, the obvious move. We can use all these different adjectives for it. Um, I think really the personal pull of Virginia was the only thing um, that that really could have interrupted this because Florida has such a hot hand. Uh, and, you know, he's he's in an interesting position, right, because he's an Olympian, but he's From an Michigan, Olympian. the Michigan – program made him an olympian he trained at carmel before the trials uh. um so you know he's an olympian but he's an olympian in probably america's weakest event so in context of another race am i wrong coleman am i wrong <laughs> uh, in context of another race he's probably the third or fourth guy trying to get over that hill you know if we compare it to He's not a serious medal contender right now at an Olympic or a world championship level. So he's still, even though he's an Olympian, he's still trying to get over that hill and going to train with Kieran Smith and Bobby Fink seems like an obvious um, way to get over that hill because those are two guys who both got over that hill last year. So I think it's a smart move. Um, I, we still got to figure out what the, the breakaway is going to be for Michigan. You know, they've, they've had some good news. They've had, probably more bad news than good news. We don't know if Wyatt Davis, which is Jake Mitchell's former high school teammate is going to be back at Michigan. Um, but Mich the Michigan situation is an interesting one. Um, you have to wonder if a coaching change is coming there or not. If, if it's not coming now, I would guess bottom has one more year at tops to get things turned around. But I do feel like, okay, Mitchell was an Olympian under bottom like he didn't just float there on his own you know what i mean but isn't so there it, is some what? Isn't it bad news when a swimmer leaves your program to go train anywhere else train somewhere else to to try to make the olympics it could be the weather brayden it could, <laughs> it it's the, could it's be the weather in, in carmel indiana better than the weather in ann arbor everything literally could be anything i mean it's it's I mean, Bottom has revolutionized. Okay, he he's the one that totally revolutionized freestyle. The three types of freestyle: hip driven, shoulder driven. You know what I mean? So it's he's absolutely on the cutting edge of technology and technique. So I don't think you can just write him off as this program sinking. I think it's I don't know what it is per se, but I don't. I personally don't think it's Mike Bottom. Yeah, he's 66, so it might be time for, for that program to look okay, at Okay, Ed Reese, Texas, boom. Yeah, <laughs> but not every swim coach needs to coach until they're 100 years old. 
I could, I could, I could do a whole podcast on coach swim coaches needing to learn how to retire. Okay. Okay. So talking to Jake, he, uh, he did say one poll for him was that he had trained with Katie, with Bobby, with Kieran and with Nesty, yes. uh, yeah. at, at, at Tokyo at, you know, leading up to the Olympics, he gave us a, one of the sets that he did the best on, which was pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe getting down there for some more pancakes and, uh, <laughs> seeing the middle distance group just grow and grow in Gainesville. God, when was the last time we were this excited about American middle distance? <laughs> and they're all in the same place. They're, they're all in like true. two places, right? That's true. Yeah, and, that is true. And we saw another huge shift in middle distance freestyle. Not American though. Matt Sates just coming off of an NCAA title uh, for Georgia <laughs> has been there for all of two and a half months goes home to South Africa <laughs> for South African trials and is not coming back. Uh, he announced that he's going pro. What do we think about, like, th- I feel like this is the first one and done we've seen in at least the last decade, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, like, I, it's like the most one and done, right? <laughs> I, I called it. I, I totally thought he would not even go to Georgia. Mm-hmm. So he did. Okay. And, and yes, I think he did, okay, fulfill that college, you know, urge, got that check, you know, mark done. Um, for me personally, at the South African trials, he entered nine events, okay? He only qualified in the 200 free and the 200 IM. So out of nine events, I don't know. It was a little bit underwhelming for me. I think that could be, I mean, it's been a whirlwind of three months for him. Um, back and forth across the ocean. Even his first trip to the U.S. was delayed. So, like, it almost feels to me as though, may, you know, he hung on for what he could at NCAAs, <laughs> and and that was it. And that's what he had for this season. And so now he's got kind of time to settle and regroup. And what's he got? Two months. Two months to the yeah. day until yeah. world yeah. starts. I mean, South Africa. They haven't revealed their entire roster. So I would not be shocked if they inserted him, you know what I mean? For other events, that's just flat out outright what he qualified for. When When I spoke to him, he said, he made it sound like, I was like, what events are you swimming at worlds? And he's Mm -hmm. like, well, 400 free 200, 400. Like he made it sound like he has no idea and he could swim a lot more events than just those two. Sure. I think a lot of people were shocked by this departure just because they were excited. They really wanted to see what he could do in a, like a proper 500 free. Cause anybody who wasn't paying attention, he, he basically said he miscounted his 500 and so he <laughs> his 500 still won the NCAA title. So I, yeah. I wish I could screw up that good. Um, <laughs> but you know, people from, from South Africa, I think we're a little skeptical about this in the first place place. I think a lot of South African coaches like to keep their athletes at home. Um, you got the sense that he, he viewed himself more in the pro swimmer lifestyle than in the student athlete lifestyle that the, 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 the pro swimmer was more appealing to him than the school part of the, the equation. Um, and we have to remember inter- we know that the NCAA has loosened rules on student athletes making money, but those rules haven't, um, they don't impact student visas. Student athletes for the most part are on the same visas as any other international student, which puts limitations on the kind of work that they can do while they're here. 
Um, and so we are, we're working on sort of really fine tuning that detail. And we're going to try to put out a report about exactly what that means for international student athletes. But there is a money decision to be made here now that he's on a student visa, which he wasn't, if, for example, in the World Cups in November, he wasn't on his student visa. So he that wouldn't matter there because the NCAA eh, may or may not care. We still don't know what prize money really means. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I love this decision. I love the comments. There are some hilarious comments that Loretta, you kind of alluded to this earlier, but there are a few comments where like, he's just speed running a swimming career. And he's already, he's like just checking boxes at this point, like world junior record check, uh, world cup title check, you know, NCAA title check. Like now he just needs to get an Olympic title a world champ title and retire as quick as he can like yeah. i mean i think a lot of people forget that south africans are a lot of the time self-funded to go to these external meets i mean to go to world championships or even like you know world junior championships you are self-funded so it's not as though you have this huge backing of like usa swimming behind you so it's just it's it's so easy for us to pick apart decisions when it's not the same for these athletes as as it is you know for USA swimming for example i think there's a i think there's like an angle to this that we frequently talk about but maybe not enough with americans we grow up with this dream of the ncaa and so there's a lot of like cultural pressure about making a commitment and and doing the college swimming and getting your degree and that culture is just different for somebody like no Ponty and, you know, he'll probably get a degree at some point, but like, he doesn't have to graduate high school, go get his degree while he's training. Um, mm -hmm. And that, you know, he, it's not as regimented everywhere in right. the world, partially because yeah. their universities aren't as bloody expensive as ours are. So like mm -hmm. the, the scholarship, it's not, <laughs> that this, was it's totally not the same bloody calculus with the, the scholarships. Yeah, that was, that was my South African accent. Did you like um, so, you know, it's, it's just a different culture. It They're is. just doing it something is. different. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think a lot of the, the comments were kind of poking fun at it, but also, um, you know, being, being respectful of it and saying, Hey, his decision good for him. Uh, and yeah. other news, Still college, though. Swimmers weren't the only ones making big moves. Jesse Moore announced that he is out as the head coach of Dartmouth. And we've also found out that he will probably be the new assistant for Cal. Uh, Braden, what do you think of this move for Jesse Moore? You know, it's it's a tough one. Like we were just talking about, right? The 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 cultural pressures, because you know, you know the head coach of somebody at Dartmouth is asking people to commit and to show their allegiance probably in blood to the program that they coach. This is not a Jesse Moore thing. This is a, the way coaches act thing, especially mm -hmm. college coaches. And so like we expect, you know, some people get the idea that the coaches are making the same decision. I feel like this and the States thing are really sort of breaking down some of the fallacy of sport. Like, I feel like this whole blood, sweat, and tears and my life belongs to my swim team. We're creating a culture thing. Like I, I understand why coaches do it, but I think athletes need to be a little more realistic about it. And maybe that would help with some of the mental health issues we're seeing if people had a little bit more perspective on it. Um, 
but you know, it's, it's, a, it's a positive move, right? You hate to see a coach leave a program after one season, especially as the head coach, but like, this is a step up in his career. This is absolutely a step up in his career. And for whatever, wherever he goes next, he's going to have head coaching experience and he's going to have experience at one of the top programs in the country. So now that means in his next job, I don't know if that means he's his next job. It depends on how things go at Cal. doesn't mean his next job is going to be head coach at Texas or head coach at Stanford, you know, one of the, the top tier jobs, but his next position will be in the conversation, for example, for a program like Pitt or Notre Dame that we see open right now. Um, so he's, he's assembling a resume. He does move jobs a lot, but he is, I don't know if ADs care about that in swimming. Um, and he's, he's building a ton of connections in the sport with a lot of very important and very well-respected people. Um, and he's building a resume that's going to get him a phone call with an AD for most head coaching jobs. So good for him. Um, I hope it, I hope it works out. I hope Cal, gets back on the upswing with Maggie McNeil next year. I hope Maggie gets back on track and gets healthy. Um, I hope this all works out for everybody. I, I do understand the frustration of the Dartmouth athletes with him leaving after one year though. Like it's, it's kind of like you understand everybody's perspective on it. And at the end of the day, it is what it is. That was a good coaching take. Uh, and I think that's something that a lot of people miss is that, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're, if you're a coach, you're building your career. And uh, sometimes that's I, the coaching wheel just seems so brutal to me, but sometimes mm. a lot of times that's just how it works. So moving on to international waters, dude, Flynn Salvum, Australia, 16 years old, faster than Dressel and Chalmers. Yeah. <laughs> Loretta. Okay. I've, been, I've been following him. Yes. I've been following him for the past two years. Okay. Dude is a tier athlete. He is, He's an absolute pro, very just, he did not participate in the 2021 trials because he wanted to, to, it, uh, to tend to his mental health, okay? So he, he was mature enough to recognize, hey, I don't want to go for the 2021-2020 Tokyo team. I want to just kind of take a step back, assess my life, you know, kind of just, you know, realize who I am. And he did that. And it, as paid dividends, who is 4860, 100 free. Okay, 16 years old, 4860, 100 free, broke Kyle Charmer's record, the age record, which is phenomenal. But he was 2383, 2477. That what, yeah, 2477 on the way home, people. That reminds that, me who, who, I mean, a lot of the Australian hundred freestylers kind of swim that way, don't they? I mean, at least, at oh, least young, like Magnuson. It seems like Magnuson and Chalmers. Yes. Chalmers. Yeah. Both did don't it. mention Maggie. Oh my God, Maggie. I you know. know Maggie. Love, love Maggie. <laughs> I um, know. I, you know, here's the most important Flynn South and angle. Uh, if he's faster than Chalmers and Dressler at 16, he needs a nickname. And, and I don't think we can call him Prince Flynn because I think that's too obvious. I think we got to go flying Flynn Southam. <laughs> it's not going to stick. Flying. Okay, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. But he was also 146.7. Do better, Coleman. Fly, do better than flying Flynn. He, he was 146.77, 200 free. Listen, Ian Thorpe, okay, was 146.00. So this kid 
is within a second of Ian Thorpe, 200 free at 16 years old. That is like unheard of. Nobody has been within striking distance of that record in decades. I mean, that he's. I can't special. wait to see Flynn Southam versus Thomas Heilman at the LA 2028 Olympics. I am already excited for the, the Flintstone. <laughs> Good one, Coleman. But, but, okay, we have to keep things in perspective. Okay. Even with, okay, Flynn's 146.77, Popovich, okay, was, what was he? 144.68 at the Olympics at the same age. So, you know what I mean? It's like, as as impressive as Southam is, there's still kind of a a spectrum, and there's a Popovich, and there's the Southam. I'm I'm still really curious when we're going to see these young swimmers who are so good at so many things when it's going to become more obvious, like what their, what their core event lineup will be. Or if, if we're seeing a fundamental shift in swimming where that doesn't have to happen anymore. God, I would love. I mean, they're all pretty much freestyle. They're all pretty much freestyle, except for this, whoever this Denmark kid is that I, (laughs) well, he's that I've been reporting on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's exciting. It should be good. There's more Aussie news, though. Uh, Titmus, Ariane Titmus, Olympic champion in the two and four free, uh, not going to Worlds. Joins Chalmers and McKeon in that boat. Let's talk about world champs. It's looking to be kind of weird. <laughs> we got a lot of vacancies. Uh, the, the German roster was just announced in, in Loretta's words. It is teeny weeny. From 29 yeah. down to 11, right? It, se- it seems like kind of a weird year, but it, it to me at least, it, se- it still seems like, at least for America, we're going to go there. We're, we're sending an A team. A lot of countries are sending good athletes, and it seems like it's not even going to miss a beat almost. Yeah, you know, there's not, it, it, there's some big names missing. Um, but when you start to look at the real medal contenders, it's still a pretty small fraction. And every world championships is missing a few names because of injuries yeah, and stuff. Right. Um, I think it's still going to be a really good meet. I don't think it's going to turn into like short course worlds. You know, what's interesting about this Commonwealth Games thing is you got to wonder at this point if Queen Elizabeth, you know, we're, we're all rooting for her to live to 150 years old, but there's so only mean. so oh many more Commonwealth cycles in her lifetime. And a lot of people, this is not me. This is not like my independent analysis. There are a lot of people that think this whole Commonwealth thing basically still exists because the queen likes it or because, you know, cause it's part of the queen's legacy. I, I really wonder once queen Elizabeth is no longer the queen of England, if, if this Commonwealth thing will dissolve. <laughs> my gosh. That's my hot take for today. <laughs> so they're putting all their eggs in a, I mean, they look, the, re, think about the, the bidding, even for this one, nobody wanted it. It's like a, a oh, hot potato. But at the same time, what, like we just said, Titmus, Chalmers, McKeon, they are choosing, okay. Commonwealth games over world championships. So I think they're, I think that's a short-term move. I think that's a, and maybe for like Emma at her age, that makes sense. At her age, 27. Yeah. But how many more is she going to go to? She'll be retired by the time the Commonwealth games go away. 
Um, they they must know. I mean, they've all got agents, right? Like Rob Woodhouse is probably Emma's agent, and he must know that there, he must know think or know that there's more money to be made by success at the Commonwealth Games. I, you know, I'd really love India has been doing good things in swimming. I would really love for India to become the swimming powerhouse that they have the potential to be with their population. Um, because if, if India figured it out, then the Commonwealth Games would suddenly become really exciting with Canada on the upswing, Australia England, being Australia, Wales, England being so these, good. You have all these yeah, other- but... But Wales, ha- Wales will have a c- one or two. Scotland will have one or two. It's it's really a Canada, England, Australia meet with a few South Africa. South Africa. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Shut them down. Go ahead. <laughs> I just I just think I think if India got good, the Commonwealth Games would suddenly become I, a re- like a I do. the yeah. best. I it would become the best non-world championship meet in the world which I think Euros is probably still. Asian games, but go ahead. I was going to say, do you think Euros or Commonwealths will be the most, or Worlds will be the most exciting meet of the summer? I guess it's kind of Mm. Worlds definitely, but after Worlds, which do you think will be more exciting? I I don't think it's Worlds definitely. I truly do not think so. I honestly think Commonwealth with, Chalmers, Titmus, and other people focusing on that particular competition. I don't know. I, I feel like that almost is going to. They'll have to. What do you I think? Has they'll the have to set records, though, to be exciting because <laughs> there's not a lot of big showdowns, right? Like there's Duncan and Dean in the 200 free. Like what Titmus other big and Tosh, 400 free? Titmus, there you yeah, go. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're all going to be riveted by the women's 400 free. Exactly. That's going to make the whole yeah. meet exciting. Thank you. Wait. Um, you know, is... there's Maggie McNeil if she gets healthy versus Emma in the 100 fly. I, there's not a ton of like big time slugouts to be had. I wonder how Canada will handle the the double. Um, if it's the same with yeah, I mean it's the What's same the, with yeah. Britain. Really? The, yeah. I mean, what are is. the Commonwealth Games? end of july beginning of august like around the same time as um our u.s nationals are okay. maybe like a few days I think are they because that's when worlds are no, no worlds no. are end of june yeah end of june yeah yeah and, and calm games are end of july beginning of august july. so it's about five weeks okay. i believe is the gap so it'll be interesting yeah. So that is this week's news in swimming. Stay tuned, though, because we are coming back in just days with our 2022 U.S. trials previews on the men and women's side. Stay tuned.